Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today we've got a great dress code malicious compliance story. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, you want a trophy for that? This happened to one of my cousins, let's call him Tim for the sake of the story, which he did to his mom. Tim's mom is a bit of an attention seeker and always wanted to get validation over every single thing she does, and always moaning and complaining that she doesn't get appreciated enough in the house for all the things she does for the family, even though some of the things she does is just basic common sense to do. So one day, Tim, after another round of annoying complaints and moans from his mother, sarcastically asked her, Wow, amazing. You did a great job. You want a trophy for that? His mom, angered by his sarcasm, blurted out, Yes, maybe I deserve a trophy for everything I've done in this bloody house. Cue malicious compliance. Tim went to one of those warehouse stores that sells a whole bunch of knickknacks and found a huge box of tiny toy plastic trophies that was sold at a bargain price. He bought the whole box and monitored his mom. It started off with things like when she did the laundry or cooked dinner or cleaned the house, he would give her a trophy and made a huge fanfare about it, with celebratory music in the background and him giving her the cringiest and most exaggerated congrats to her on a job well done. Then it moved on to more things like if she sneezed or coughed or went to the toilet or took a bath or even when she ate or drank anything, every single mundane thing she did he would give her a trophy with all the works, and even got to the point where he would spring into her room to give her a trophy just for waking up in the morning to successfully turn off the alarm. Tim carried on for almost two weeks until her dresser was completely filled with his tiny trophies, and his mom's face looked like she was about to explode and rain the fear of God on him seeing those annoying trophies. Luckily for him, Tim's mom was reminded by Tim's dad that she was the one who asked for it, he was there when Tim and his mom had that first argument that started all of this, and that he was only doing as she asked. She begrudgingly barked at Tim to get rid of all the trophies, though I can't remember what Tim said he did with them. Still didn't really stop her from being an attention seeker, but she never dared to call Tim on his bluff again. I'd like to personally believe that Tim went to do this revenge and found out they could only buy these trophies in bulk for some reason, like some Chinese retailer that's like, you can only buy these if you buy 15 of them, and like that somehow contributed to the formation of this revenge. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my cable setup is a tripping hazard? Okay, I'll put it on the ceiling instead. First time posting here, but my roommate and I got a kick out of this, so I thought I'd share it with y'all. I moved into my university dorm last Saturday. The wireless internet in my university's dorm is complete crap. But for the most part, it doesn't matter because each dorm has an ethernet port for wired internet, which is screaming fast. However, while setting up my Xbox, I quickly discovered that the ethernet port in my room didn't work. At first, I thought it was an issue with my ethernet switch a device that allows you to connect multiple devices to Ethernet with only one wall port, but after some help from my dad, we realized it was the wall port that didn't work. 
Out of curiosity, we asked the students in the room next to mine if theirs worked. Nope, theirs was broken too. We checked the port in the floor lounge to see if it was an issue with my cables, but nope, that one worked fine. My roommate emailed maintenance to see if they could help, but they replied that it seemed to be a widespread issue, as they had received many reports from multiple buildings about the same problem. Since classes didn't start for a few more days, my roommate and I decided to just hang out in the floor lounge during the day, since the ethernet there worked, meaning it was actually possible to play online games. After two days of dragging our whole setups down the hall to another room in the morning and back in the evening, we only have laptops, but between power cables and ethernet cables for the both of us, it was a bit of a hassle. I had a dumb idea. I have a really, really long ethernet cable like probably 50 feet long, would it reach from the lounge to our room? Turns out the answer was yes. It reached with plenty of room to spare. So we set everything up and we had ethernet from the lounge in our room. All someone walking by would see was a cable coming out from under the lounge door and disappearing under our door. Our fun lasted about a day. We came up with the idea at midnight and late the next afternoon, the RA knocked on our door and said we needed to put the cable away because it was a tripping hazard. Begrudgingly, we complied. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Later that evening, my roommate had an idea. The issue wasn't the cable itself. The issue was that running it across the floor created a tripping hazard. So I ran to the store and bought some duct tape. My initial thought was to tape it down so someone wouldn't catch their toe on it, but he had a better idea. We had plenty of extra cable. Why not tape it to the ceiling? And that's exactly what we did, giggling the entire time. Several people on our floor have commented on it, and my friend called it genius. Two days later and we still haven't heard from the RAs again, so problem solved, I guess. We got rid of their tripping hazard while keeping our internet. No fallout yet, but I'll update if something changes. Edit. For all of you saying this is a genuine tripping hazard, technically maybe there was a possibility that it could become one, but it was a flat cable, an eighth of an inch thick at most, pulled tight across the ground. No loops, nothing to catch a toe on. Even crammed up against the crevice of the wall, you would be surprised how there is somebody that'll come along and they will just figure out a way to hook their foot into that cable trip, fall, break their ankle or something. Their technique with taping it to the ceiling is great. I'm surprised they didn't get called out for it, especially considering how not good for walls duct tape is, or the ceiling for that matter. But if it works, it works. This next story is restaurant server dress code. 
This isn't my story, but my younger brothers and I giggle each time I think about it. I was bartending in a restaurant in the DFW area, and I'd gotten my younger brother a job there serving a few months prior. Now, let me preface this by saying we both enjoyed our jobs here, and the following was just him being a smart butt, and everyone involved got a great kick out of it. Malicious compliance, yes, but with no ill intent. We were both on shift one night on a slow night, and my brother is one to find loopholes and things to push the boundaries of what he can get away with. At the time, I'd been at this job for a few years now and was pretty well versed in the ins and outs of job and employee handbook. Now, I'm not sure how he came up with this, but he randomly came up to my bar top and had a question about the dress code. He asked, Does the employee handbook say that we have to wear our belt across our waist? Puzzled for a second, I racked my brain going through the handbook mentally. I was a trainer, so I had to go in-depth with new hires about dress code, policy, etc. After a second, I said, No, I don't think it does, but it does say one is required. I saw the twinkle in his eye glimmer and he takes the belt off and straps it across his chest, Rambo style. A few minutes go by and management catches eye of his shenanigans and instructs him to put his belt on properly. He refuses and states that he has his belt and the handbook says nothing about where it has to be. Management argued it for a bit and went into the office to do some digging in the handbook. While they were busy looking through it, my brother went on business as usual, getting the occasional question from customers and he would tell them the situation. All of them enjoyed it and thought it was hilarious. The server and kitchen staff as well. Management comes back after a few minutes and says, Okay, you're right. It doesn't say, but come on, it's a belt. It goes on your waist. My brother being a smart butt says, Nope. So he goes back and forth with management for a few minutes. And at this point, you can tell the floor manager was getting annoyed. Management just kept insisting that being worn at the waist is implied because that is where belts go. Still, my brother insists that's not the case. So management doubles down and says, well, let's look up the definition. And so they do, and lo and behold, the definition made their jaw drop. Per Google, belt. A strip of leather or other material worn around the waist or across the chest. At that point, they conceded defeat in good humor, and he wore his belt across his chest for the remainder of his shift. We both had a good relationship with the management team and still laugh about it to this day. Not sure if the wording ever got corrected, but knowing that he got away with that in pretty much every conceivable way warms my heart. I just feel like you have to be especially bored to be willing to challenge the handbook to that degree of specificity. I love that they were just game enough to be like, Fine, let's look up the definition. Our next story is, just trying to obey the dress code, sir. Make your choice. When I was in high school, I was a part of a punk band that played regular gigs at a few venues around the city. We would regularly open for touring bands that came into town. I guess we were a bit of a novelty act since we were all like 15 years old and put on a good show. Well, part of being an interesting punk band is having a wild appearance. And as such, I always had some kind of brightly colored mohawk or spikes on my head. So one day in the middle of the school year, the school sends home an updated dress code notice that now includes no unnatural hair colors or styles and a few other annoying changes that were specifically directed at me and my friends. At the time, my hair was actually bleach blonde, so technically I didn't have to do anything. But when I got home, I remembered that I had a ridiculously plush curly gray granny wig that I'd bought as a gag. That's when my devious little mind had a great idea. The next day at school, 
I showed up in combat boots with a plaid suit and my hilarious granny wig. First period, I had a really nice teacher who complimented my humor. Second period, I had a real hard butt teacher who I knew must have had something to do with the dress code change because we had actually argued about my appearance before. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So I showed up early to class and had a seat. Class is about to start. The teacher walks in, gets everyone quiet and at attention. Then I notice him notice me. He calls me out. Yes, sir? I ask. Take that ridiculous thing off your head right now. I comply and as I take it off, my freshly dyed bright blue mohawk springs up. The look on his face was priceless. The whole class was stifling their laughter. We all knew he was going to have to choose. He just tightens his mouth, shakes his head, and says, Ugh, whatever. I got to do this with every hard teacher for the rest of my day, force them to make the choice between the devil and the deep blue sea. Inevitably, it seems I was able to make the rule unenforceable, and after a few weeks, other kids were showing up with unnatural hair as well. No one gave us much resistance after that. Honestly, kudos to OP for paving the way, I bet a lot of those other kids, whether or not they knew it was OP that allowed this to take place, were incredibly appreciative that they got to experiment a little bit with their hair. This next story is, there are only two tragedies in life, one is not getting what one wants, and the other is getting it. As a contract cleaner, the food company I was working at, let's call them Pot Crisps, decided to start shaving costs in the most pathetic ways by switching to cheaper plastic cups for the water coolers that were too small for the dispensers and fell through them. Cheaper paper towels, you needed twice as much to dry your hands because it was so thin they ended up costing more, and trying to figure out exactly how many toilet rolls they needed to buy per month. So for two months, we had to fill out forms for all the toilets every time we put a fresh bog roll in a dispenser. And after a week, they said we couldn't leave the boxes on the form blank. We had to put in a zero so there was no ambiguity about whether or not we were filling out the forms. Now, in the offices and factory toilets that saw several dozen people using them, there were only a few days where we needed to put a zero in the box, but the lone toilet in the potato intake building, almost no one ever used it because you could be overheard in the control room next door. But we still had to fill out the form for that lone toilet, So I did. 50 zeros in a row, then a 1, followed by 19 more zeros. They complained I was taking the pee. I said I was just doing exactly what I was told to do. And in 10 weeks, I had indeed only needed to replace one role. There was also a supervisor there who kept ringing my manager to complain I was rude if I said, excuse me, if someone was in my way while I was hoovering or mopping. He also rang my manager to complain that I was being patronizing when I said, excuse me please, 
So, my manager told me in very definite terms to never, ever ask anyone to move. If I was working and they didn't have the common sense to get out of the way as I performed the job they were paying our company to do, that was their problem. That supervisor was not impressed with this compromise. But the manager had the owner of our company as witness to his complaints, so he was able to point out he was getting exactly what he wanted. Me not interacting with anyone, ever. To be fair, I kind of understand why that bathroom is pretty unused. Just imagine like you can't even go number one in that bathroom without the people in the control room hearing you, making it sound like you're frying something delicious up in the kitchen. God forbid you have anything else that might be a little bit more musical going on. I'd be self-conscious enough just hitting the flush. They should take the money they saved on these supplies and spend it on soundproofing that bathroom for the sake of everybody who works there, especially the people in the control room. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.